Welcome to the Your House, My House podcast. Our goal is to create a safe space for conversation, like like talking talking to your your best friends. Friends that have your back, that are encouraging, and that challenge you to not only improve your life, but yourself. Hi, everybody. It's Madison. It's Priscilla. Sorry, I'm just... (laughs) Whatever. Today's podcast is going to be... um, I don't even know what word we could describe this as. I think we looked up what we should talk about on the interwebs, (laughs) and paranormal activity came out. (laughs) It'll be a fun, fun thing to dive deep into. Give everyone a break from, like, the normal, typical conversations, you know. Yeah. So, start (laughs) by telling me, like, uh, your experience. Or at least one of them. Okay. So, for those of you that know me, you will know that my entire life, I have been, like, this is my weird obsession. Like, my the weird thing about me that I find very interesting. And it's people's paranormal experiences and I would literally since I was like five I swear five or six I would like be watching these like ghost shows on tv and I totally shouldn't have done that because it has definitely given me great anxiety but I just was so interested by it like so totally interested and um how do I even begin my experiences how do I even start because there's so much um okay so let's start with okay my aunt and uncle live in this farmhouse on top of this hill that my family started so like my grandpa grew up there um my great-grandparents lived there my great-great-great-parents lived there and all the things So now my aunt and uncle currently live there with my three cousins. And um, back in the day, like, you know, you had the funerals in the home. Mm -hmm. And we have pictures of our, like, of my great-grandparents, like, great-great-grandparents, like, you know, in their casket, like, in one of the rooms in the house. No. Like, we have a whole, there's, like, this whole little box somewhere. I don't know if it's at my aunt and uncle's house or if it's at... My grandma and grandpa's house, which is, by the way, right next to my aunt and uncle's house. Um, full of these pictures of, like, my relatives deceased, <laughs> like, in their casket in the room, one of the rooms in this house. And we call Gosh, it the den I, I just honestly think photos of dead people or, like, I don't understand mm-hmm. When I die, I don't want anyone taking a photo of me and my cast. I don't know why that was so... And it was so no, normalized still, back people then. People still do it. Yeah. I've been at funerals where people take photos of the person I in the casket. I personally feel and like it, it's weird enough to just see the deceased person in their casket. It is. But, like, back then, this, this was, like, such the norm, you know? So, anyways. Mm-hmm. We had this box of all these photos. And, like, it was against this window in the room now and now this room is like a little like kind of like a little separate living room there's a tv in there and some couches and like when we would sleep over at my aunt uncle's that's where we would sleep was in this room and um to describe their house 
back then, like, the old farmhouses had tunnels from the house to the barns. So they could, like, in the wintertime, they could store their hay down there. And, like, they wouldn't have to walk outside. Oh, okay. Okay. So in my aunt and uncle's basement, there is this separate space that I have not ever even been in. I know my grandpa has because he used to farm. And um, it's super dark. I should actually bring my phone there next time I go and just, like, try and peer into it. Um, But that's where the tunnel, it leads to these little tunnels that go to the barns on the other side. So, like, the house here and, like, the barn. How would that be for, like, heating a house? I don't know. I feel like you'd lose so much I don't know. Heat. I don't know. So, yeah. So, the, so they're just this, there's this little area in this house, you know, with these tunnels. And when my aunt and uncle moved in, um, their master bedroom at the time, the upstairs... I think they're in the process of, like, remodeling. Okay. Um, their master bedroom at the time was in the den where this where the funerals were. And, like, they had this experience in there where they had, like, this glass cup on one of the windowsills. <laughs> and it got, like, thrown across the room and, like, it shattered against the wall, basically. And, like, puddled the water, like, water all over the floor. And my uncle told me this one time that this happened to him and my aunt. So then um, the grandkids come along. So, like, me and my cousin Emma and my cousin Lydia, who's – this is her house. And um, when we were younger, there would be these experiences with us little girls, like us three. And one time when my cousin Emma was a baby, my aunt was watching her and – she said that Emma, she was feeding Emma. So, like, I was, like, facing you how I am right now. Mm-hmm. And behind my aunt would have been, I think, like, the bathroom or something. And Emma, like, stopped eating. So she was, like, yeah, you know. And she just said, Grandpa. And my aunt, she, like, pointed. And my aunt was, like, she didn't want to turn around because she totally could feel, like, just on edge so after the fact um my aunt showed emma this picture of our great great grandpa and emma's like grandpa and like totally pointed and like called him out and my aunt was just like oh my gosh and so we have always said like this is the guy like haunting the that's just here you know that just like (laughs) terrorizes us no um so that happened, and yeah, when we were little, we would all hear noises and like the whole nine yards, all the things. And when my little cousin Abby was born, um, she was about maybe four or five, and she started having this friend, this little, this little. She called her her ghost friend, and we didn't really like think too much about it at first, but her and her little ghost friend would like play like upstairs together and the way their upstairs works at their house is there's this like hallway kind of like off on its own Uh basically so like you have the staircase and it kind of like wraps around it's my cousin my two cousins bedrooms my aunt uncle's bedroom and then there's this hallway okay and then there's like three bedrooms down there one of them's turned into a bathroom now and then there's two other bedrooms 
Um, so Abby's bedroom at the time was down this hallway. And she would play in the closets and, like, all this weird stuff and wouldn't sleep in her bed because her ghost friend would sleep in her bed. And, and it just got – it started increasing. And my aunt was like, okay, I have to start asking her questions about this because – this is getting really weird. And so um, one day my aunt started asking her these questions. And, oh, before this, my the night before she started asking her these questions, my aunt had this dream about Abby. And Abby was supposed to be a twin. And the twin, she ended up miscarrying Abby's twin. And she had a dream about the two of the girls. And how... So, Abby was actually supposed to be a twin. She was actually supposed to be a twin. It wasn't the dream thing. She actually she was. She was actually supposed to be a twin. Okay. Yeah. And my aunt dreamed about both of the girls. Okay. And she didn't really tell anybody that she miscarried when she had Abby. Like, a lot of us didn't really know. And um, so, she had this dream. And in the dream, Abby's twin had darker hair like my uncle and like looked like Abby but like was different at the same time and in the dream she called she named her Allie so my aunt had this dream she named this second baby Allie Mm -hmm. and so the next day my aunt's like okay I'm gonna start asking Abby questions and so she asked Abby like what is her name? Like, like, what does she look like? And Abby's like, well, she looks like me, mama. And my aunt's like, okay. And then Abby, or my aunt's like, what did, what's her name? Like, does she have a name? And Abby said, well, you didn't name her yet. And my aunt's like, okay. And then out of nowhere, Abby said, I think we should name her Allie. So not knowing that my aunt had this dream, the night before, she, Abby literally, like, said that we should name, the girl's name should be Allie. Uh-huh. So, from then on, this girl's name was Allie. And then weird stuff started happening in the house. Like, there was one night, um, my uncle, there's a bathroom downstairs, and it was my aunt, my uncle, and Abby in the bathroom, and she had this, like, little plaque sort of thing. It was, like, standing up on, like, one of their... Shells, uh-huh. and my uncle like walked out of the bathroom, and the plaque kind of just went like this, like onto the floor, just face down, just face down. And Abby started laughing, and my aunt was like, "What are you laughing at? Like, what's so funny?" And Abby said, "That was just Allie. She likes to throw things, and like weird things like that would happen for a good like I want to say like almost a year." <laughs> and then it just stopped. And then it slowly started to fickle away. I should actually, I'm going to see her tonight. I should actually ask her. She remembers that. But yeah, like weird stuff. Like you would feel, like see little shadows in the upstairs hallway. And mm-hmm. huh. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I wish there was like a, we named her and then she just like disappeared. Like yeah, she just gone. like found peace. But around this time was when Heaven is for Real came out. Have you ever seen, have you ever read the book, Heaven is for Real? I have not. Okay. Amazing book. But in the story, Heaven is for Real, where the kid, like, dies and goes to heaven and recalls his experiences, mm-hmm. his mom miscarried, and when he went to heaven, there's this little girl that came up to him, and they didn't know, like, if it was a boy or a girl, 
there was this little girl that came up to him and he instantly knew that that was his sister like he instantly knew and so my aunt kind of like researched like is this possible you know for twins to have these kind of like spiritual experiences uh-huh. and a lot of people have said yeah like they've I don't know but in the story you'll have to read Heaven is Real it's a very good book very 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 okay. very 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 good book I look forward to that like about heaven if I've always thought like will I just like instantly know like you who won't. all the bible and, but they like, even like that. the bible characters like It'll just be like, oh, I read about you in the Bible, and now here you are. You know, just like kind of like a storybook yeah, thing. I've 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 read a lot of. I actually did a study on it my freshman year of college, um, of these people who would like pass away and like recount their experiences, and they're all the same. Like all everyone who said they have gone to heaven have the exact same experience, and God always like they know who Jesus is instantly, and they feel it's always they talk about this light, and it's very you just ne- you don't want to leave basically is how they described it. Like you just wanted to stay there, and um, they talk about Jesus and how he was just this brightness, mm-hmm. just this brightness and this comfort, and how. Like, their family members there, they knew instantly who they were. Like, knew instantly. So, I don't know, I always just find that almost comforting and and so interesting at the same time. hmm You know? Yeah. That's really cool. I've often wished I had, like, either a twin brother or an older brother. brother. Which, I mean, I like the dynamics in my family with, like, starting out with three girls. It was very... Chill until the brother came along. (laughs) Um, But I remember when I was little, I used to wonder what it would be like to have, like, an older brother. So I feel like part of that is, like... They did say, too, like, in the book, the little boy um, met his his great-grandpa. It would have been his dad's grandpa. And, like, when he was... When the dad started asking this little boy questions about, you know, his experiences, like... The boy, the dad showed this little boy the picture of this man, and and he was like, no, that's him. Like, this is the guy that he came up to him, like, almost right off the bat and just gave him a hug, and, like, he just knew that that's who he was. Mm-hmm. So interesting. And then, fun fact, um, the dad was a pastor. This, this little boy's dad was a pastor, or is a pastor, and he was asking him, for like, I want to say years, like what did Jesus look like? And he would show him these pictures that like we would have up in church. And he's like, Colton, is this what Jesus looked like? And Colton's like, no, like that wasn't it. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. <laughs> and um, ended up finding this picture from this girl who would have these dreams and she would paint her dreams and she would have these like spiritual dreams of these angels and Jesus and stuff. And she was little, like she was like maybe six, six years old mm-hmm. and she would paint them. And, um, he showed this little boy, this picture and he's like, Colton, like, is this, is this what Jesus looks like? And, and Colton was like, dad, that's him. Like, this is what he looks like. And I'll just show you the picture after this, but, okay. oh my gosh, like it's. He talked about his eyes in the story, and so when you see the picture, you you totally know, like, right off the bat, you, you like, his eyes are very just, 
kind of like honey, like very comforting. And he just was this, not how like the traditional, the like, traditional long, yeah, no, it was just to- it was totally different. But he, the second he showed the kid this picture, he's like, that's the, that's him, daddy. Like that's <laughs> this is the one. And he was doing this for a year, like a Try. while. Mm-hmm. <gasps> mm-hmm. So they put the, they end up putting the picture like in the book mm. at the like end or the middle. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. What are your experiences? Um, well, in terms of paranormal, I feel like the thing that, something that often throws me is, like, when pots just settle in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. That bothers me. (laughs) Like, you're like, but did it, the thing about it is, often you go and look and you're like, nothing, like, majorly fell or something. Something like that. Yeah. Um, the other thing in our house that Raymond and me currently live in. There's this sound, and because I lived in, like, I guess, like, new, I always lived in, like, newer houses, but, mm-hmm. like, the house that I lived when I was a teenager had, like, upstairs. Mm-hmm. I know what it sounds like to be in the downstairs of a house and hear the water running upstairs, like, in a faucet or something, and a faucet, like, maybe turning on or water pressure, and so we have... Um, our house is like a story and a half, but there's no bathroom upstairs. But I will just like hear, hear like a faucet turning on and turning off. Oh my god. And it bothers me. So I have a question for you because when I was in like eighth grade for confirmation, I had this conversation with my pastor. And like as Christians, I believe that this is where I get like kind of weirded out with it. Mm-hmm. I believe that our loved ones can maybe send us signs like I don't necessarily think that they could come back like in spirit form I think they could send us signs like I've had those kinds of experiences too Mm -hmm. but in terms of like the actual ghost stuff I really I was raised and I was told in church that like that's the kind of stuff you need to watch out for because you know god is very much real and as is the devil and you know if you are a christian and you have um background knowledge on that you'll know that demons can manipulate themselves to be you know other things yeah i feel like from a biblical standpoint um the one time we hear i'm trying to remember which king it was i think it was Saul, mm-hmm. right before David, so. um, he actually had, um, I think it was, and I might be getting my Bible wrong, but I think it was he had Eli brought back through like a, kind of like a medium woman. Mm-hmm. So Eli was in heaven and she like contacted him and I think that's who it was. And he was upset with Saul. He was like, why would you do this? And then basically told Saul, like, it, it didn't help. Like, it didn't change Saul's outcome of his life. Like, he basically told Saul, well, you and your sons are going to die on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. I believe that's how the story goes. Mm-hmm. Fact check me. Um, but, like, that's the one time in the Bible. That like, they reference. And it's, like, really clear that... Maybe who was Saul's... I don't know if I... I'm probably saying it wrong. I have to go back. Samuel, 
maybe. Because Eli was who had Samuel, right? So I think maybe Saul would have brought Samuel. I'm so confused about my Bible people. But anyway, I I remember he was like, the prophet was like really upset. Like, why would you do this? This is wrong. And so like very clear that that's the only time I feel like that's really mentioned in the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's like wrong. Mm -hmm. And then obviously when Jesus walked on the water, the disciples thought he was a ghost. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. He was just mm-hmm. Jesus. Walking, doing his thing, walking on the water. Yeah. Because... Um, but I think demons are very real. Absolutely. And so I seriously doubt that anyone that's in heaven... Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would argue, though, that, like, some a child that was miscarried would be in heaven. Um, so I'm not sure, like, what that would be about. But, like, anyone that's in heaven, why would they want to because, even bother but, like, themselves But that's what I'm saying. World? Like, because based on these people's experiences who have gone to heaven, every single person says they do not want to come back here. Right. Like, the way they describe it is, like, that, there's just, it's perfect there. Yeah. Like, why would you want, they don't want to come back here, and God's like, nope, I'm not done with you yet on earth. Like, you still have stuff I I need you to do and accomplish, and so he sends them back is basically how they describe yeah. it. So, I mean, I feel like. But they all say they don't want, this is, right, why would you. My thoughts is that, like, the devil could manipulate totally manipulate people who are living on earth to see Mm -hmm. deceased relatives Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the deceased relatives might not be Be there there. but but almost in like a shape-shifting way heck yeah like Uh uh-huh i totally believe that i totally believe that you know another thing too that i i've heard is like when your loved ones die it's so hard. Like, obviously, here it's so painful for us and so hard because we can't imagine a world without them. But I have also heard, like, when they're in heaven, they're still with you. Like, they can literally, they're still with you. They're still, they can see, you know, what you're doing and, like, they're, they're, they're with you. Like, that's what I've been, I've, I've read that. Like they can, they looked at they they're there with you, okay. not I mean, in a spirit form, but like they can, they're with you. They're, and I've multiple people have like had that like encounter, not encounter, but that experience. Like when they are with their loved ones, they all say like they are still, they can still see them. You know. I mean, as someone who hasn't, <laughs> as someone who hasn't lost someone yet, that's like um, unfathomable for me yet. Um, also, I feel like this doesn't sound weird, but like when you said that, I was like, I don't want my ancestors. Well, watching. not in that, <laughs> not in that I context. I know. I think that's though. I do think, you know, like, maybe in, like, a Holy Spirit way, like, that God is always with us. Yeah, yeah. They're not I don't know how to describe it. Like, they're there, like, say, okay, an example would be, like, on when I get married. Like, Mm -hmm. my grandma, like, 
the day I die and I go up to heaven and I ask my grandma, like, did you see my wedding? Like, were you able to, like, be there? Obviously, you couldn't, like, physically be there. But, like, every person says that they can. Like, they, they, their loved ones, you know, in those big, important life things. I feel that might be part of, like, how God is all-knowing. Mm-hmm. That it'll be knowledge that they're able to have in a way that we as humans can't yes, even fathom. Yeah, that, like that. How could we have that much knowledge? Like that. Yeah. But it's like, hard to describe it, but like, like yeah. you're saying right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like another thing with heaven, though, is because, yeah, you're when you go to heaven, you're essentially away from your loved ones on earth. But to them... They're not away from you because they know, you know your story, or they, they know, know what's how it's they know, and they're not away from you. They 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 see you, and they you know. That's, so people people in heaven. So why would they want to come back? They can still see you, and they can still, you know. Yeah, I've heard people say that people in heaven can't see us because they're not even like concerned with it because they're well, doing I think their own that thing. Too. I think that's But I feel like maybe they're not like spending their time watching they're us, not obviously but they gonna, possess the knowledge. They, they possess the knowledge, yes. They're not obviously sitting on a cloud watching over us. Because I have nothing to do. Let right, me watch Priscilla. <laughs> at a time. But like they have the knowledge of what's happening and they know and they're like, you know. Yeah. They're, they're there with you in that sense. I feel like in heaven it's probably my theory is that it's kind like say they know that their descendants mm-hmm, are struggling mm-hmm. financially or with a health crisis i bet they're not capable of worry they're not in the way they're not like so they know that they know like that. maybe you're going through like yeah. a struggle because i know you've had yeah. like cancer and stuff yeah. in your family like they know that that's happening but, but they also know the end. And that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yes. So, like, my grandpa up there who had who died of cancer, then his son, my dad, ends up getting cancer. And I, I know my grandpa would probably, not probably, I know he knew that that was going on. But he's not going to worry about it because he knows the end solution to it. And it's greatness because he gets to be, you know. And an eternal perspective is probably so interesting because even if his son dies of cancer, he mm-hmm. doesn't see that as the end. He can see, see my son's as, coming home. Yeah, that, and that's what we're, I think on earth we miss that, right? Because we think that this is our... So you know, that's why we're allowed to worry because, oh my gosh, exactly. I'm losing this person. Exactly, but in in fact, that's why like at funerals and stuff, when... The pastor or the priest says, like, it's not, this in fact should not be a sad day. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's sad for us because we're on earth and there's sin and we feel the sadness and we feel the pain and we feel the worry. Whereas they're just literally, like, having the time of their life up there. Right. So when your dad had the cancer diagnosis, he probably was like, I'm going to get over it. Yeah. It's not my time grandpa, for me to see yeah. my son yet. Yeah. So, like. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah. But that, like, brings me a comfort, though. Like, obviously, in the moment, you know, I can't fathom ever losing my dad. I pray and never have to, like, I know probably one day I'll have, you know. Because otherwise he'd have to lose you. Uh Uh-huh. But, like, it brings me comfort knowing that. Like, it brings me comfort knowing, like, my grandpa's up there, like, you guys are all so pathetic crying over here because 
like you hello we're gonna, we're gonna be together here. yeah we're gonna be together and then you know like that brings me so much comfort and peace like yeah. it really does it really does and when god decides to call my parents home like same thing with them they're like what the hell are you guys you know crying about because you're gonna be seeing me and yeah and time doesn't work time does not work the way it works here it does here no not even close yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I love how we just, we just like completely we went in the wrong, like not in the wrong direction, but like we totally. I know we started with one thing and, and now here we are. Um, so I'll try to pull it back to, um, what were we saying? My paranormal activity. Yeah. Yeah, because then we were talking about demons. Um, I feel like maybe because of my faith. I, like, first of all, I guess, let me just take it back. Like, I don't like scary movies, and I do not like ghost movies. I'm not coming over <laughs> to watch. <laughs> what movie was it I said that we needed to watch together? I don't know. So, I watched Paranormal 3 with, like, um... Oh, the Paranormal Activity 3. Paranormal Activity 3 once. Yeah. Um, (laughs) With this girl who was 1,000% convinced that these were... Real life encounters. Real life encounters. Is these, like, people are being dragged or (laughs) levitated off their bed. And, like, for me, I'm, like, I don't even want to because that would be, like, so scary. So, like, I'm literally... Because video is, like, my thing. I'm literally imagining how you could make, make this them, happen make with them props. That's how I made it through yeah. that movie. <laughs> you, Priscilla was over there. So she's like, this is real. With this happened, notes. Priscilla. And I'm like, no, no, no. no. They just have like a clear yeah, plastic shelf right. that they're lifting her up. I think what's scary about those movies is like, that is, that obviously wasn't real, but like, you know, when you get into the demonic side of life, which please don't ever do that, my friends, that could happen to you. You know, I think that's where there, it's... There's all kinds of things, and, like, I don't dwell on it too much, mm-hmm. but there are stories of people who've gotten even, like, I think, too deep into, like... Oh, yeah. Meditation-type uh-huh. stuff. Oh, yeah. Even, friends. like, yoga, you... And I enjoy yoga, but, like, I feel that I bring uh-huh. myself as a Christian with my Holy Spirit... yes. And taking care of my body to it. But I think there's a whole other, other side. There's a whole other side. And, like, this place people have talked about of, like, leaving their bodies just through meditation and seeing themselves mm-hmm. in, like, an out-of-body experience. Yeah, no. That's... I don't want that for myself. No, that's... <laughs> polite, as politely as I can say that's too far yes that is too far don't do that to yourself do not do that to yourself yeah so i mean i think and i even feel like you know meditation to an extent like just kind of taking some rest and stuff Mm -hmm. um and being and feeling what your body's going through but i attended a meditation thing at the nest and when you have, like, a meditation experience with, like, other people... Yeah. 
there could be different things happening. I feel... I never uh, thought of it like that. Like, other people could even be having, having like, their demonic Things going things. on, and you're right by them, and the energy is just all there. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of that. So, I mean, for me, and even, like, as I've done it, like, you know, like, they talk about, like, colors and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, if some people might experience colors, and, you know, if you haven't been doing it for a while, you might not get there yet. But um, I was at a place where I was able to, like, relax. So mm-hmm. I had a couple mm-hmm. different colors. I was able to identify, like, that I was experiencing some anger or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think a really key thing for me was like the bible talks about like meditating on god's word Mm -hmm. so when i had like thoughts like i didn't pull myself into like a space of like nothingness into a space of just like kind of wandering or maybe where i'd even like be able to like leave my body because i'm not thinking of anything and i'm opening myself up to you know i don't even know what those experiences would be like but when I identified a fear, mm-hmm. so I identified there was a fear, like a fear of I'm not enough, I'm not worthy. Yep. Um, and then I'm trying to think of the Bible verse that came, but there's a Bible verse that came Popped to mind. Like that's taking. Yeah. Like I think that's beneficial. Yeah. You're actually getting in tune with your body. You're finding out. Oh, yes. this. So it's taking time for reflection. You're realizing, yes. oh, this is really driving some of my day-to-day life. Yes. But then God's word is like yep. covering you. Is, oh, you're basking You're basking in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's Absolutely. Different. It's a different experience that and you would have. And I will say, too, if you're, when you feel like the Holy Spirit, like, touches you, like, I, whenever I, I, I get this overwhelming sense of calm, of peace, of just, like comfort and I get like really emotional when I feel it like it's so hard to describe and explain but like I just like I just feel I just feel God's presence like I just feel it is because one of the other names for the Holy Spirit is comforter comforter yes you just feel like no matter what's going on in my life it's I'm okay it's gonna be okay I have I have a God who just is guiding me and protecting me and you know yeah oh my gosh yeah so in terms of paranormal activity um i've never actually experienced like demonic possession mm-hmm. and i don't believe that I, that's I, capable yeah. for me because the holy spirit, spirit dwells you can't have two spirits soul. dwelling yeah um you could have more than one demon dwelling mm-hmm. but not like yeah um so um, <laughs> this is getting a little bit dark, depending on, like, your faith or if you're not religious, you may this not. This is what we talk about. You may not relate to any of this, but this is, like, my worldview, my experience. And so it was during being in college. So I was raised Baptist. Yep. And Baptist, I really feel like, at least Northern Baptist, there's no talk of the Holy Spirit is all. I do believe the Holy Spirit still dwells in you when you mm-hmm. accept salvation as a Baptist, yep. but it's just kind of like dormant. Sure, I feel like sure. is how it was. It was the Holy Spirit was dormant, dormant inside me. He was there protecting me, but like I wasn't aware. Sure, because I really feel like it was all talking about what Jesus did on the cross. Yes, like that was the main thing. Versus like say Pentecostal would be like heavily into the Holy Spirit. Yep. So. 
I started kind of like running into like Pentecostal people um, and different stuff like that in college. It was very interesting for me. Like the speaking in tongues thing mm-hmm. still kind of, I don't know how I feel about yeah. it. Um, like, but something that happened is, you know, Raymond and me were dating um, and I had, among other things that kind of like were trying to separate us, mm-hmm. um, and I had like different other reasons and nervous yep. reasons to like postpone our um, getting married. Yeah. Like, yeah. just my yeah. own insecurities. Yeah. So, but I had a specific instance where. Well, first of all, I was constantly having these dreams Mm -hmm. where Raymond was cheating on me. Mm -hmm. Like, constantly having these dreams. And it was really unnerving. Mm -hmm. And it was, I think, the first time that I went up to Cedar Campus. So it might have been, like, in... Let's see, I went to college. I think it might have been spring of 2016. Okay. Yeah. Probably okay. spring of 2016. Went up to Cedar Campus with a group of friends. Sure. And um, we had, like, we had an activity where we were also supposed to connect after, like, our Bible study. Sure. Because it's a Christian camp. We were supposed to connect with someone, with our person after Bible study from our group, mm-hmm. from our college campus, and kind of, like, try to have a... Um, uh, network, like, not networking, but we are just supposed to have, like, a spiritual check-in with Sure, them. sure. Um, so my friend Leah had a check-in with Vitaly, and then I was supposed to have a check-in with Lashia, and um, I had a, I tried to have a conversation with him, and, like, it didn't get anywhere. Mm-hmm. In fact, I kind of felt like I was being brushed off. Oh, okay. Um, and... Like, it was just, you know, wherever he is and was in his spiritual journey. I had a conversation with him recently, mm-hmm. and it was, like, a really good conversation. Mm-hmm. He came to, I think, like, maybe my 24th birthday party. Okay. And, like, mm-hmm. had a, a really good conversation. I was, like, blown away. Um, but at the time, I, like, kind of took it as, like, rejection. Sure. And that, alongside with the dreams that I was having of just, Raymond cheating on sure. me. Like, there was this whole spirit of fear just, like, around me Mm -hmm. and kind of, like, in me. Mm -hmm. And um, I've also had instances of deja vu. I've had those, too. So it's not uncommon for me to dream something and then for it to happen. Like, usually my scary dreams don't happen. Happen. But it'll be weird little things. Like, I remember the first time that happened. um, This is going to sound weird, but, like, I had a dream when I was like a teenager of like a certain tree I in our backyard. Like too. Yes. And I was like, I have, I knew how to find it in my dream. I was like, I have to see if I can go find this tree. Tree. And I did. And it I, did, it didn't I, mean anything. It didn't I do have, anything. I have weird things like that too. But like my brain. Just. Yes. So like things like that will happen. Well, in anyway. While I was up there, because um, this is almost like at the border of Canada is mm-hmm. where it was, University Cedar Campus. While I was up there, um, we're sitting in a group yep, just chatting about different things. In fact, I have video from earlier. Like I was taking some video of like our campus staff minister yep. and us just kind of like hanging out. Yep. 
And we were sitting and they were asking us to share or whatever. And there was this light that was just hanging on the wall mm-hmm. or whatever. But suddenly I had this feeling of deja vu. And it was like I froze. And so I just had to say, like, I really, like, I was like, I I don't know or whatever. Yeah. So then later I asked my campus staff minister if I could, like, talk to him. And I said, like, look, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, like, I had a feeling of deja vu and I've had stuff like this happen before. And I really feel like there's no one in my faith community who I can, like... Talk to? Talk to this mm-hmm. about. But, like, being in college and that yeah. kind of situation, I felt like... And knowing my campus staff minister, I felt like I kind of got a conversation about it. And um, we identified that the... Like, I guess what he said to me was he's like, Priscilla is this, like, he said, is this a spirit of fear? Because, again, not being able to quote the specific Bible verse, um, because that's not one of my strong suits, Mm -hmm. but he said something about how, oh, I think it might be, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Yeah. And so being able to identify that. that it was a spirit of fear, he was actually able to say to me, like, look, Priscilla, I know this might not be something that you're really open to because of your faith background, mm-hmm. but I don't believe you can be possessed, but you might be experiencing some sort of oppression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The I, devil may not want you to move, move. in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my, like, I guess you could almost say, like, intrusive thought. Yep. Was that I should break up with Raymond. Mm-hmm. Like, it was even... is one of those things where it's really hard to define yep. the devil's lies from God's truth. Right, right. So, like, there were some things in there. Like, one of my things was, like, am I trying to make this relationship with Raymond work? Is it really not of God? Is this mm-hmm. my will? Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of bending God to my will, and well, I'm going to suffer mm-hmm, for it. Mm-hmm. And this isn't a good relationship because mm-hmm. I really want this relationship with Raymond. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's hard to, like, explain the exact, like, lies and thoughts there. Mm-hmm. But, like, after having the conversation with my, um, with my um, campus staff minister, I thought, you know, I just... This is something that I've always wanted. This relationship with mm-hmm. that I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. And maybe the devil doesn't want me, want me to, to get married. Get mar- yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was so, t- like, I was trying to discern God's truth. And it felt like maybe God didn't want me to get yeah. married. But it, that's, like, the thing. Like, where do you know, you know what that's is. That's hard thing as Christians. What is, like, the devil, like, oppressing Heck you. yeah. And, like, what is actually God. God and so realizing that I was operating from a spirit of mm-hmm. fear and mm-hmm. that that was what was going on mm-hmm. um and just praying into that mm-hmm. I was able to get just yeah to let it go absolutely and then, like the dreams just stopped, stopped. look so, at this oh my gosh <laughs> I, so I mean I don't feel like I've actually other than like dishes falling or weird weird sounds of running water i don't feel like i've actually had the yes the spirit world i guess like in that sense isn't allowed in my consciousness maybe but i feel like demonically yeah 
that. Absolutely. If you made it this far, this was um, a fun one, a, a different one to talk about. We a really long one. A long one. Yeah, we really dove deep into this. Um, we appreciate you for listening and for taking the time out of your day to listen to us ramble about just thoughts that are on our mind and our heart. So um, we thank you, and we will see you in, that, in our next podcast. Love it. Did this resonate with you? Subscribe to our podcast today. Talk Talk soon. soon. So your host next week? Heck yeah. Can't wait.